What is up, everybody? And once again, another episode of the Banter Zone. I'm here with Zapper Curry, and I'm Simon. Curry, if you didn't hear that, sorry, that was kind of obnoxious. But what's going on? Hope you guys had a good week. Uh, lots of news, lots of stuff going on. Uh, well, by lots, I mean not really. No, but there's a cool, there's a few cool things going on. I don't yeah. think nothing insane to like rant and rave about. Yeah. But no cool. Harry's Harry's story time has been postponed for the week because there was yeah, there was nothing. really nothing. Like the things I was gonna bring up, you would fall asleep because I was falling asleep reading them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we even talked to him before. And we're like. Yeah. Best part about this whole week, if you live in Alberta, family day yesterday. Yeah. So if you were off, high five. We get one extra day off, so it's a nice short week this week. The weather's getting better, finally. Yeah. Like minus nine, minus six? It was minus like six today. I was like, it's summertime. Yeah, like outside in a windbreaker. And I was like, yes, this is (laughs) nice. But uh, we'll get right to it because we're not weathermen and we don't need to get into it like we did last time. Um, What the barometer says. (laughs) all the headaches come from yeah <laughs> the uh, pressure blows through the okay let's go. let's go uh well let's get over to europe get that stuff out of the way here because you know we want to hear about canadian stuff a little cool bit things about coming out of europe here but uh fa cup oh some some that were like thank god i called predictions and yes i got them right number two there was other ones where like well we were either way off or no team came out to play. Yeah, really the only notable games, everything kind of happened as, once you hit like the fifth round of FA Cup, you start, you don't see the upsets happening as mm-hmm. much like you used to in the rounds prior. Uh, but I guess the biggest gap would have been Newport County and Man City. It was like 83 positions difference in the FA. Mm-hmm. And came out fighting Newport in their little itty bitty stadium. It's like 8,000 people. They had like. Yeah, but they came out fighting, which was awesome to see. Uh, they, <coughs> they knew they were, gonna, they were playing against a contender. Uh, but at the same time, they knew they had to come out and make a splash somewhere, somehow. So and They missed a couple opportunities early, but ultimately City just showed their class. And mm-hmm. even though the pitch was absolute trash, and they shared that stadium with like two rugby teams, yeah. rugby union teams. Uh, Newport's in the south of Wales, um, not in actually in, can not we, in can England. Can we just put something else out there before, and over, so while we're on this topic? Chelsea, you couldn't even hold your ground against City <laughs> and got stomped 6-0. But hey, that's a different story. So why don't we just jump over into the other one where... Uh, Chelsea was eliminated from the FA Cup by yours truly, Man United. United came out to play. Alexis came off the bench and was tough, not getting bodied off the ball like mm-hmm. he has been. So He looked good yesterday, but I think it's at the same time, I'm, I'm going to put it out there, he's going to get traded, he's going to get moved, he's, yeah. somebody else is going to pick him up. Yeah, and that's the thing. is I think he's because obviously the window's done, or the transfer window, and it, it's wrapped up here, but... If he's going to go, it'll be in the summertime. So he has really between now and summer to like, holy shit, he's a star. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? Pack your bags and get out. Like they said, there's rumors of saying go back to, he's going back to Arsenal already. That there's interest from there. But whatever. But I mean, he, if he's played, not gonna he played a class game in Arsenal. Yeah, so you, can't, so you, you know what? So maybe that's just the place he needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to do it at United, then by all means. You know, I, I, want, I wish him the best. Obviously, I'd love to see Alexis Sanchez be a of rock course. star. Yeah. But at the same time, don't, don't hinder your career. No, exactly. Yeah. But just in case you didn't know, and if you're a Chelsea supporter, United eliminated you. And it was 2-0. Ready, Harry? One and one makes two. And you know. 
It was a great game, though. It was good. What Very else we got? What else we got? One. What else we got? Uh, that pretty much wraps up. FA Cup wasn't there like a big loss in FA Cup somewhere this this week? No, the biggest one was at City Newport, and that oh, was it. Right. No upsets. Brighton, Derby County. Uh, the draws for the quarterfinals now are set. So eight teams left: Swansea, Man City, Millwall, and Brighton, which should be a good game, and that one could be an upset because it's in Millwall. Uh, Watford and Palace should be a meh, and then Wolves and United. Yeah. A little worried because they're in Wolves and Wolves have a tendency they've been, they've to. Been, they've been pulling their weight, but yeah. So I mean, if we can get past Wolves, we should, like, I mean, we should hopefully be not see Man City until. Yeah, but don't say that. FA We've Cup seen other Wolves games. Doesn't matter in what league they're playing in. We're like, how well, did they beat they, City? Yeah, yeah like, how did they do this? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, hopefully some positives out of there. Um, Premier League resumes. Yeah. Back it's a this bit weekend. of a break there. Well, not really. It was like a week. Yeah. Just like a week. But it was kind of random out of nowhere. And then the biggest thing for, you know, the the thing that makes the biggest difference in this one, there's only one game to really talk about, but that's United and Liverpool at World Trafford. Oh, yeah. If you haven't realized it, welcome to the United show. All day, every day, we just talk about United. Okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> United and Liverpool at Old Trafford, 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Prediction. I'm not going to be awake. Oh, you mean like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I predict Harry will be really hungover at that time, so he may not watch it. No, no, no. That's a um, game you'll be up for. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? You know, like I went in a little cocky with the PSG. And I don't want to go in cocky, but Liverpool is different than... I don't know. I think that because of the importance of this game and how much it means historically, United will come out. But I expect a draw. A draw. One one draw. Ugh. That's not gonna be like the most beautiful game to watch. But we'll hold them. We'll get a point. It'll keep us as long as Arsenal doesn't do anything too crazy. Obviously, the three points we need massive right now. Yeah, and it's a tough thing right now. I'm not. I'm not trying to go against Man United right now. But at the same time, I think you always do. But I think we're actually going to get boots on. I'm going to say 3-1. We're going to lose. And that's over. I don't want to talk about it anymore. He makes me upset with his predictions sometimes. But some of our predictions are completely, like, right on the nose. And then there's other ones that are out to lunch. But I like going out for lunch. So this one, we'll give him this one. Let's jump over because that's primarily that's all that really matters this weekend. It's like a half. Not yeah. all the games are being played. No. There's like eight, six games or something like that. Uh, Champions League from this past week. Here's one that Harry did get right. Um, well, kind of. He said 2-0 Tottenham was going to be um, Dortmund. And Dylan was not so happy. And Oh, you'll see the beginning of his show, let me tell yeah, you. Just watch. He kind of goes off a little bit about, you know, maybe. It's a bit sour that, you know, he watched the game and he was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to come out on think, a high. Yeah. I'm going to start my episode really well. And then actually. Uh, Drew 0-0. He had a box <laughs> of next to him. <laughs> yeah, so he's had a bit. Uh, Dort, Dortmund seemed to be having a bit of a rough go, but we'll leave that. Uh, we'll leave that to him. To but at the touch. same time, the way Three I look at it. Tottenham. 3-0 Tottenham, that's crazy. So does that show and reiterate the point? And let me ask you, and you tell me your honest opinion on this one. Is the class in the upper top five of the Premier League levels above every other league in Europe? If you were to throw all top five. I don't want to say yes, and I definitely don't want to say no. But if I had to say yes, I will lean to saying yes. 
the top five Premier Leagues do, of course, sit on top of everybody else. But you also have to look at these other leagues as well. Even if they got two or three teams sitting at the top, those two or three teams at the same time can powerhouse the top five teams in the Premier League as well. Yeah, but then if other like, like you're right, but that break after like the third is like bam, yeah, it's, it's the biggest because in Germany you got Bayern and then Dortmund, and then after that they kind of start to taper off. You don't really see any big competition for anybody. No. France, it's PSG, and then nobody. <laughs> It's PSG. <laughs> yeah, it's just PSG, and they win it because they're obviously world class. In uh, Spain, you got Real Madrid, Barcelona, and At- Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Historically, they're the big ones, and then like, everyone else it's falls a off. tough. It's a tough. It's a tough answer, but at the same time, you know what? Yes, I say. I'm gonna say. I mean, yeah. If you're judging it by these results, like three 0 Tottenham, which Tottenham has been in. The but at the same time, slip. like I, I know I shouldn't speak, and I know we'll leave it for Dylan later, but. The, the, the Dortmund game, there could have been an opportunity for them to step up and do what they do. But yes, if they do struggle playing that class of a game. Yeah, this is the difference of the pace maybe in what it was in Tottenham. Just came out gunning. Maybe without... air pressure. Never know. But uh, the other game from last week was Ajax-Real Madrid. Real Madrid 2-1 in Ajax. We thought it was going to be a bit of a boring game. Like a one-goal difference. What about the Barcelona game? Wow, that game was a barn burner today. Hor- like boring, but I'll let Harry touch on on the uh, the statue a little bit. Okay, statue, like, disgusting. What happened? Barca put on twenty five shots, five were on target. I get it, but you're still throwing twenty five balls. You're kicking twenty five balls at that keeper, and the five on target, one of them should have went through. You um, think like one out of twenty five would make its way in the net? But Leon did pretty good. Their mm-hmm. their their percentage was really good on shots on target because they got two on target. And they had five shots off. Yeah, a little so. bit better than twenty five <laughs> to five. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Barca dominated in possession, passing of course because the tiki taka they just do their thing all the time. That was the biggest thing for them. But yeah, kind of a boring game. It was in Leon, so maybe they'll go back to. Yeah, but you look at the top three on that line. Your strikers, and you you. You look at Barca, and you're trying to figure out, fine, you got 25 shots, five shots on target, and that's it? Yeah, and they started... And even though those five shots on target, one or two should have went in, but... Yeah. Hey. I, yeah, I didn't, didn't really expect that one. Like, Phil Coutinho started the game, and then ended up getting subbed by Dembele, and then Suarez and Messi up front. You just expect these guys are just going to get the job done. But they didn't. Nil-nil. <laughs> Boring game. And here's another one that was a barn burner. Which I don't understand either. <laughs> Liverpool, Bayern in Liverpool. And um, I watched a little bit of the game. I didn't, can't say that I watched a lot of it. I tried to kind of stay with it a bit. But it was more sour the fact that, once again, Boy Wonder, Canadian Boy Wonder, riding pine. Didn't even get a, mi- a second in this game. Which kills me. Uh, watching Narby or whatever the hell that guy's name is is playing on the right-hand side. They should just let this kid play mm-hmm. like why would you sign this kid and talk about putting him on the first team and not giving him first team minutes why wouldn't you sign him and then loan him so he gets first team minutes sure instead of Brian like putting him on the bench like the kid's not getting minutes we need minutes like he's gonna represent our country we need minutes man he's, he's gotta get first team minutes. he could have done something he could have done you something never know. He's wrong, wrong, right? it could have been something behind the scenes nobody knows yeah that's true. which is really weird because harry story time i find everything but this time i didn't yeah. find anything maybe they're just like well he's young and he's got to just Earn his keep and make it, but still, you guys didn't do a thing. Would it would it hurt you to What's bring the him on? What happens? Let him sit under your desk for a few minutes. Yeah, Anyways, exactly. uh, games tomorrow for Champions League or today when you're watching this. Uh, Atletico, Madrid, and Juventus game is in Spain, and they hate Ronaldo because of the rivalry with Real Madrid. Mm. Prediction on that game. 
Juventus 2-0. Bold. You know the cam there is unreal right now. And you see when uh, Paul Dybala scored and he did the Ronaldo celebration. And then Ronaldo scored and he did the Dybala <laughs> celebration. Like, the chemistry's there. Like, he's loving, he's loving life again. And you see him, he's doing well. Breaking records over in Italy, too. Um, but, Harry, 2-0 Juventus? 2-0. You? 2-1 Juve. I think they'll claw one back, but not enough. And then the other one, the big one, this is in Germany, Schalke 04, Man City. Schalke, all day. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Score. <sighs> I kind of wanted to say 1-0, but it's not going to be a 1-0 game. I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-1 final. 2-1 Schalke. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what? You've, I've seen this team. I know you have and all other people have seen this team play in the past. I'm not saying they're the team from the past. But at the same time, it is time. Okay? Time to shine. I'd say draw. I'm going to say 2 2 draw. Because I think it's Ooh. hard to keep off the score sheet. But uh, that uh, wraps up Champions League for this week. And then the draw happens. And then nothing again until. Um, or not the draw, sorry. I guess the second leg of them. Of the round of 16 March. goes off March 5th. Um, but uh, that's our predictions for that. So why don't we... Let's turn it over to Dylan. And let him talk a smack about his own team. He might actually make you cry, so please pull out your Kleenexes. Yeah, he's upset about the demise of his team. So, over to you. I am so glad that I spent the extra time to wait until Borussia Dortmund's game finished in order to record this Bundesliga report. It certainly wasn't a waste of time watching my team play to a scoreless draw against Nuremberg, drop points to Bayern München, and possibly bottle the Bundesliga after getting knocked out of the Deutsche Pokal and also going 3-0 down in aggregate to Tottenham in the Champions League. This is the Bundesliga report, I'm Dylan Dodge, and this is the moment that a lot of people have said was a long time coming. Uh, They were waiting for a Marco Royce injury, they were waiting for Dortmund to start dropping points, and well, Marco Royce gets hurt after coming back from a long break in a Deutsche Pokal game, which we lost in pens to Werder Bremen, and we get knocked out of that. Then we go up against Tottenham without Royce and get battered 3-0 on the road, and then we drop points, and now it is only a three-point gap between Bayern München and us in the Bundesliga after we drew 0-0 against Nuremberg. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of what it has been like the last couple of weeks to be a Dortmund fan, but there's still a chance, and uh, once Royce comes back from injury, hopefully we can recapture our form, but uh, things are not looking good. Albeit, uh, Augsburg gave Bayern quite a run for their money. It would have been great for them to drop points. Gladback do drop points, though, uh, as the table does look like this. There's a book I'm reading called Das Reboot, by Raphael Honigstein, and it's talking about the revival of German football that had to happen after the 2006 World Cup, and that there needed to be a changing of the guard and a promotion of youth. And uh, funny enough, Dortmund was one of the last teams to get on this bandwagon, uh, as they were in that huge spending phase, which led to them also almost going bankrupt. This is kind of a position that is similar to where we are today. Manuel Veth, a Canadian that is uh, covering the beautiful game, uh, in Russia and different parts of the world, uh, did an article and he spoke to the 
uh, revival of youth that needs to now happen in Germany as many big clubs such as Bayern München are uh, going after Belgians, Brits, even Canadians. Shout out Alfonso Davies. Uh, but the problem is, is that they're not promoting from within and there doesn't seem to be a high demand or a high prospect pool of young German players. So there needs to be a refocus of giving these players time and revamping the development system in Germany in the hopes that they will revive their struggling um, national team and Bundesliga clubs, which seem to be no match for teams such as Premier League teams. Uh, you look at Dortmund and Tottenham. You look at uh, Liverpool and Bayern. And you look at, of course, Mission Impossible, as Manuel said in his article, of Schalke against Manchester City. There's just not the same degree of pedigree between the clubs in Germany and the clubs in England. For match day 23, there's a few interesting matchups that I'd recommend to you if you're just trying to peruse on Sportsnet World. There is the rematch between Hertha Berlin and Bayern München. And if you remember, Bayern actually lost to Hertha Berlin, which allowed Dortmund to get separation on Bayern München. There's also an interesting matchup between Wolfsburg and Mönchengladbach, who have been struggling as well. Um, the only team in the top three that hasn't really been struggling, it seems to be Bayern München. But uh, Dortmund and Borussia Mönchengladbach both seem to be uh, off their game recently. As the Bundesliga title race gets nice and close, here are the betting odds if you are interested. Uh, Borussia Dortmund have 10 to 11 odds, while Bayern München have 11 to 10 odds. Mönchengladbach's odds are 66 to 1, while the odds are 80 to 1 for TSK Hoffenheim. Who will prevail? Only time will tell. For now, I throw it back to you. Simon and Harry. Well, Dylan, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, we definitely felt the heart and soul on that one, but I feel pain for you. I know Harry might and he probably just he might not. Sorry, he'll just be he's laughing on the inside at you right now. But I feel your pain. Actually, I'm outside. You. I'm containing myself just, just a little bit. Dang. <laughs> but uh, this one just happened. At, like while we started filming, like 20 minutes before we started filming. Oh yeah. By the way, we're dropping we're dropping over the Canadian side of things. I should probably start it with that. <laughs> but uh, this has got to be arguably the biggest signing that the CPL has made so far. Yeah. Ex-White Cap Marcel de Jong signs with Pacific FC. I'm okay with that. I've Reiterating Harry's point. Yeah. Continues that Pacific is going to be... They're going to be a force to reckon with. The oh, only huge. problem is, and I'm going to put this out there, and I'm sorry I'm going on a rant already, but even after the last video, we sat back, we, we discussed everything that's going on in the CPL, the players that have been signed, but things that do scare me about Pacific, okay, is scary part. You guys have a crazy front end. You guys are going to be putting up goals. You're going to be putting up those points. But now you look at the back side of things. I don't see a lot that's going to help. You know, I mean, bringing in De Jong as a potential left back is a big feat, and he does fill a void, but you're you know, 100% right. they, they got a lot of youth. They're going to survive off goals. They're not going to survive off defending. Mm -hmm. um, don't get me wrong. I'm not cussing out their, their keeper in one little bit here, but you don't have... You don't really know any much about Mark Village. I don't really And that's know the biggest thing, right? Yeah. When you're looking at it and you're looking at Mark, you're like, you know what, you... I try to look at your sheets. I try to go back and, and, and do a little bit of research on him. But he hasn't played a lot. You know, he's signed. He's signed with different teams, but he sat back and didn't even hit a, one sheet one whole season. Right? Yeah. He didn't play one game. Um, but that being said... Hard to say. Hard to see where they're going to go. We still got lots of time before it's all over. Yeah. But I think they... I believe that 
Pacific needs a strong keeper and at least one or two big guys in the back because mm. that's all they're struggling on. Yeah, so that uh, it's got to be one of the big ones there. Um, and then they kind of uh, on CPL or campl.ca, uh, the guys there did a little breakdown on. They, they did a little breakdown on like players, uh, players that have reached senior levels. Okay. So senior national teams still playing for Team Canada's first team. Um, Marcel de Jong was probably the most prolific on caps. 56 caps, three goals. Uh, last appearance was September 9th. Came off the bench. 8 nothing will or 8 nothing win over mm-hmm. the U.S. Virgin Islands in the Nations Cup qualifying. Uh, next up, somebody, Mr. Nick Ledgerwood. Um, 50 caps, one goal. Um, last play, last appearance was... 2017, uh, played 90 minutes against Scotland and won one international friendly in Inbro. Um, and then uh, here's the one that's a bit controversial. This, this one was very controversial. Most of you guys already probably know what we're talking about here, but I also threw my arms in the air when Pacific signed Marcus Haber. Yeah, like he's quality. Uh, 27 caps for national team, three goals, played with Dundee. Um, last time he played was 2016. Played 90 minutes, um, 2-0, friendly, lost 2 Do you think we're going to see that attitude from him that might hold him back? Or do you believe that this is kind of going to be the new beginning for, for, for him? And that's the hard part because, like, we it's going to go one of two ways. Be, right? It's going to go one of two ways. He's either going to say, you know what, the stigma and all the smack that was talked about me from Dundee when I left Dundee, now's my time to reset and start over and be better. Or... The problem is the other route of it, and I'm not saying he's going to, but some guys get cocky, and they're like, yo, I played top level, now I'm coming to play in Canada, in this mm-hmm. league that's lower level, like entry level, and I'm one of the signature guys. Please, piece of cake. And sometimes they get in too cocky, and then they, he might just fall back right where he was. I mean, we hope that, obviously, for Harry's sake, because this is his club, apparently. It's not um, my club. This is my prediction for this season. So who's your club? I don't have a club. I'm a bandwagon jumper. No, <laughs> he's like, whoever's winning, Harry's on it. No, so. I'm sticking with Pacific this season. <laughs> yeah, next season I'll give you my prediction off the bat once again. Um, but uh, I mean, obviously, wish him all the best and hope the best that Haver does shine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that could go one of two ways. He could go the route that he's a star, or the route to drop your comments below. Let's hear this. Yeah, what do you think? Let us hear this. Because and this isn't. I mean, if you go back and look at the Dundee Twitter where we were reading, and it was just like when they found out that he got when he was done with Dundee, just he was getting. Mm-hmm. Batter. But uh, next one on the list. So for UFC. Kyle Becker. Um, 18 caps. Last appeared in 2017. 45 minutes in a 4-2 friendly over Bermuda. Predictions on what you can expect out of Kyle Becker? You know what? I, when, I, when I see Kyle Becker, um, one thing that does help this kid shine and what makes me remember this child is the fact that and child, I say, because he's a bit younger than we are. But one thing that does, you know, give me that appearance, or what, what am I looking for? That kind of sums up this player is he, he might not be the best there is, but what he brings to the team, what he brings to the bench, what he brings to the locker room is a lot. And he yeah. does bring a lot of heart. So yeah. for me, that's what, that's what I see out of him. He's got a good work rate. He's a good player. Um, so, yeah. His I work expect- ethic. That's what it is. His work ethic. Yeah. Crazy. Um... Here, let's go over to Edmund Chuck here. FC Edmonton, Randy at Winnie Bonesu. Uh, winger forward, 10 caps, one goal. Last appeared for Canada, 
2015. It's going back a couple of years now. Uh, what do you think for this player? Like, what do you think? Like, do you do you think that they just took a shot in the dark and picked up this player, or do you believe there's he, actually truth behind this player? Um, I mean, he's been FC Edmonton for in the past as well, so he's known to the USL. So he is a player that I think at that USL level, he's just like he does well in it, but I don't think he's as shining. I don't think he's gonna shine. I think there's other players on FC Edmonton that are gonna show their quality mm-hmm. in their class a little bit more. Like, I just expect, like, Alan Zebby's going to be class. Um, but, yeah, hard to say. Um, like, he's, he's a good winger. So, even kind of touching back on base on that, like, saying that, you know, he might not shine as strong. But then we're looking at the rest of the team that he has playing with him. Do you think he's just going to – he's a piece of that puzzle that's going to allow these guys – I guess the rest of his team to push forward and win those games. Yeah, I mean he's a speedy winger, so he's gonna he he will he fits that mold well, and they, the team's gonna have quite a bit of chemistry already. Correct with their academy and stuff. So I think FC Edmonton will be well rounded in most of their players. They're not gonna have any like shining shining stars. They're not gonna have anybody that's gonna be like, wow, this guy's absolute garbage. I don't think Edmonton, FC Edmonton's not gonna do that. They're probably the most experienced team. I would say, my opinion. Um, educated opinion. I mean, uneducated. Uh, FC Edmonton is the most well-rounded and balanced team in the Premier League because of ex- experience. Wise, mm-hmm. they played at a similar level in USL, so they they know what they're going into. But uh, yeah, York Nine. Like this was a big. This was a big signing for them in a sense where maybe you, me, we don't agree with this. Mm-hmm. But he's bringing experience to the table once again. Um, Kyle Porter. Uh, he played uh, last, his seven caps last was with the uh, U.S. under Benito Floro, um, was named to the training camp back in 2015. Um, a few caps, again, the same thing, I can put him under like a, the backer. Uh, workhorse, good work rate, good presence to have in the dressing room. True. I'm not arguing with that on that one. But nothing, not a shining star. Mm-mm. Um, he's kind of like, you know, a regular chocolate bar instead of like a fairy or Rocher. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it's still good. Like, it's still, you still need that chocolate but, bar once in a while. But once again, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You got that workhorse. That that, that workhorse is going to set the rest of your players up for proper success. But. Yeah. Um, let's go over to Harry's club again. That's not my club. It's a club that I believe is going to win. So <laughs> all you Pacific FC fans out there, start following us, number one. Number two. Be my friend. Call me once in a while. No. Uh, <laughs> ben Fisk. Ben Fisk, Pacific FC. Yeah, two caps. Um, featured for 15 minutes off the bench in a 1-1 friendly against Scotland back in March 2017. Uh, Young child, so. Yeah, he's got huge. He's a huge upside. Like, that's, that's I believe, is going to be one of the biggest things for Pacific FC. Is not only molding the players that you already have and the players that are going to help you mold, hopefully. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but... Fisk again has experience at this at this level playing with FC Edmonton, so he um in the USL obviously for but he's a firecracker. The kid can the kid can move. Yeah, he's good. Um, another one. This is a youngster here, uh, Manny Aparicio from York Nine, uh, midfielder, one cap. Been a while since he's uh, made a debut. Last appearance was in twenty fourteen, but uh, I like these young kids though. I like these I, young kids. Like they they. They know what they're getting into. Like, we you know, if we're going back and we're going to talk about, like, I don't want to get back into, like, favor and everybody 
themselves. But at the same time, you think about it, these younger kids have something to prove. Like, mm. not they understand this is something that's going to build their career, right? The CPL is going to help them build their career and move them internationally. Mm. But at the same time, this is this is going to push their career. Can you play at this level? Can you make an impact? Yeah, exactly. And these are the boys that, like, you want to see them be hungry and trying to take those spots from those bets. Mm -hmm. And those are ultimately the veterans want too, right? I mean, you uh, got to push and got to fight for that spot, and you're going to mm -hmm. have to earn it big time. Like, talking to Tommy Wielden Jr., uh, Calvary, on yesterday at the prospect, their prospects camp kicked off. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, it's on YouTube as well, so have a look. Um, but... Uh, yeah, these guys, a lot of them have huge upside, and the rosters are going to be 22, 23 men deep. So you're going to have big rosters. You're going to send players down. You're going to loan players out. You're going to pick up loan players. You're Everyone's going to be pushing for those spots, though. So mm -hmm. It's very important. the biggest thing. Like These early stages are very important. Not, I'm not only talking about the early stages of the CPL, but the early stages of you coming over the CPL yeah. um, is going to impact your whole career. Yeah, and then uh, the rest of these boys, uh, these last four or five guys here, um, they've been either named to provisionary squads or have been to camps for the national team, but have not made their uh, their debut on the squads yet. But uh, Dylan Carrero for Valor FC, Kwame Awa. Uh, Forge. Forge. And then we got Tyson Farago, Valor, and then... Marco Carducci. Oh, Marco Carducci. El Duce. You, you know, you look at the list of players and, you know... Even coming down to the bottom of this list, we've seen a lot of young players. Uh, we've had the opportunity to hang out with Marco plenty of times. He's a headache at times, but no. Uh, but he, the respect that these kids actually give to you, right? These older players, don't get me wrong. Yes, they, they've been there. They've, they've been in the light. They've been in the limelight, whatever. But these young kids, they show everybody full respect. And I want to see these kids blow up and do what they got to do. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's always good to hear when you hear about uh, Carducci being one of the guys that could be potentially fighting for a spot on the national team for when the World Cup comes. That's good, because he's a guy, you see it in his work, or you see it in the type of personality he is. He's got everything ready for it. He's just got to produce and stay healthy, fingers mm -hmm. crossed, and, you know, just keep doing his thing. But, uh that pretty much sums up those all the uh, players. We got a couple signings that we wanted to kind of mention. Nothing too crazy. There's a couple of them, handful of them. Um, I would say the biggest one, and this guy was, there's a little bit of hype around him. Um, ex German uh, youth international, Julian Buscher, last played for uh, LA Galaxy Two. He was the captain on the LA Galaxy Two, and uh, signs with uh, Calvary FC. Twenty five year old. Um, NASL, he's got NCAA experience, MLS, USL. He's played at this level, and you can see it in him. He is going to be a quality player. Um, he's got some videos out there that my brother pointed out, doing trick shots and stuff like backflips in the pools and like scoring goals and stuff like that. So uh, I belly flop too when I go to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, might have to get him in and do a couple of videos with uh, with Julian Busher mm -hmm. here, uh, but. Uh, he will be arriving shortly in Calgary here once all the... Quick question. This is just out of like straight out of like left field, okay? What I... I always worry about these a little oh, bit. come on. So, there's been talks about the MLS trying to change things up, trying to be the league of the world. They want to try to be the best there is. And you know what? I, 
I tip my hat to them because everybody in every league in this world, you want to be the best league there is. Do you, do you think that with the CPL starting to release, and I'm not saying they're on the same level, but you've, we've seen some MLS players come down. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we are striking a little bit of fear in the MLS right now? I think, I think, yeah, and I think, like, the timing with them saying that we want to be one of the leagues is right kind of on the heels of CPL coming to fruition. And, and they see, like, and we talked about it with Tommy, um, why is the Canadian Premier League so enticing to some of these big-name players like the rumors with Diego Forlan? Which why? Simon started. No, I didn't. Valor FC started it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know who started <laughs> it, but I know that uh, there has been legitimate conversations. But you, do you think there's a little bit, there's a little fear struck in MLS right yeah, now? Yeah, because I mean, I think it, and what it comes down to is, is that we're not going to be as big, obviously, because we're not going to, based on population and the money, that's the cash flow. But everything but grows. The quality, but the quality on the field is going to be massive. We're not going to be like an NFL, CFL scenario that's not going to be MLS, CPL. I don't think that. I think it's going to be, at one point in time, the quality on the field is going to be... No, I think what you're leading back to what you're saying, I don't think the MLS is... They, they're not... They can attract players, but are you going to be able to attract players at, you know, $35 million a year? No. Like, they've been around since 94-ish? When yeah. has the league been around? Since after the World Cup? Um, and they still, to this day, they can sign some big players, but look at the guys that are signing. Ibra, Bradley, who we were just watching <laughs> lose, TFC was losing 1-0 in the CONCACAF Champions League. But a lot of them are like, look at Rooney. Rooney's a shining star in the MLS, making his runs to defend, remember last year? Correct. But, and look at him anywhere else. But, is, do, do, but do you yeah. think there's anything for MLS to fear with the CPL? Oh, and yeah, you believe yeah. that the CPL, you know, after the next 10... 10, 15 seasons, not even, I don't even say 15, I'm going to say like 10. Do you think our caps, like, are going to be just as high as theirs? Or do you think that our salary caps are going to just be, of course, a little bit lower? Um, I think, and I can't remember, and I haven't really read too much, because, I mean, with MLS has that, the, the designated players of the league signs, and that's why they bring in these big-name players. So I think that if we kind of mimic that style, that we'll be on par with them in 10 years' time. Um, as far as, as long as people get behind it and you start to see quality and, um, everybody operates correctly and nothing bad happens, there's no reason why we can't be at that same level. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't care. Like we've made it, made it pretty clear over the past, we're not too fond of the MLS. No, but of course, at the same time, sometimes you do need to give other leagues and other people. You know, a little bit of doubt. I think it'll come to a point where it'll be it's money or the quality, or the caliber of football that you want to play at, and the MLS and CPL will be in the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Because money may not be there, but the quality will be better, I think. Well, what but, do you think? Uh, I we mean, go- yeah, we got a couple other guys. I mean, uh, Valor FC, Joseph uh, Golubar from Verisden, um, NK Verisden. Joseph? Uh, he's not Filipino, for those Aww. wondering. But uh, Croatian second league, um, York nine, also uh, picked up Canadian defender Luca Gasparotto, twenty three year old York region, hundred appearances in Scotland with uh, Glasgow Rangers, Falkirk most recently, Greenock Morton, Morton, uh, FC Edmonton, a couple young guys, David Doe, Prince Amanda, and Marcus Valedo. Uh, nope, that's just. The picture. Are you sure? <laughs> just really dark. A uh, couple young guys, but uh, 
yeah, just rounding out their squad. Everybody's kind of getting set now. Hopefully, league announces schedule by the end of the month. Um, last question. Last question before we disappear. Do you yeah. think there's going to be some more big signings? When I'm talking big signings, I'm not only talking internationally, but I'm talking about players that will fit every team's puzzle properly. Do you think we? Do you think we've seen the end, or do you think there's a lot more to come? I think, and a, it's going to come. Sorry. Yeah. No. You. I. There's. I think there's some coming. Like teams missing key pieces. For example, Cavalry. I don't know if they have a call like the center back that they want. They have a couple good ones, but do they have that one that they like a big? English center back that's going to go out and just smash people. And I, I could see that kind of player coming in. So that could be a big signing. And it could also be a quality guy coming out of Europe, but you never really know. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole rumors with Diego Forlan. I think every team is still missing those kind of key pieces. I think we're going to see a couple more, but I think for the most part, we see how the camps go and how everything goes come mm-hmm. preseason in March 1. And then, uh, really, hope for the best. But yeah, I think, there, I think we can see a couple. I don't think so. Do you agree? I definitely agree. I don't think we've seen the end of it. I think there's going to be... Yeah, we said we've dropped some big ones, but I, I believe there's going to be... not. I'm not saying bigger names, but bigger pieces of the puzzle that are going to drop on each team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to see them round up the whole team. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. But on that note, I guess uh, we'll get out of here. We'll let you guys get about your days. But uh, thanks for, once again for tuning in. Yeah. I don't know. Like, subscribe. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say, last and not least, I'm sorry. Everybody that has subscribed to this channel, thank you very much. Uh, we are so close. We're hitting the thousand mark. I promise you, if we hit a thousand, I will dress up like a fool on the show that we do a thousand. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Um, Change your name to Brown Cherry. Oh, no. Brown Sugar. <laughs> but, uh, no, Brown Cherry. Like Don Cherry, but the brown version. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you to everybody out there so far. Please give us the love. Keep giving us the support. Like, follow, share. You know, besides that. Thanks for watching. It's Harry. Simon. See you guys next week. Check one, two, one, two. Yeah.